PJ, do you remember? I think it was last week we were talking about which coach. I can't remember yesterday, man. I I guess that's fair. <laughs> but we were we were discussing which coach could we potentially see on the hot seat oh, okay. in the SEC. Yeah. We were like, well, we're looking around. Jimbo Fisher just signed the number one overall class. Does that put a big old bullseye on his back? I think uh, third we had Mike Leach uh, from Mississippi State because potentially you could see him like uh, maybe he just rubs people the wrong way with kind of his attitude. And then if the success on the field doesn't follow that, maybe we could see him. But number one, we had Brian Harson, which seems weird after just one year out of school, right? Always. But yeah. after you go six and seven and you collapse down the stretch. In a bad way. It kind of puts the eyes of the fan base on you and more importantly, the eyes of the boosters on you, right? <laughs> and so we're like, Brian Harson after next year would probably be the most likely person that could be on the chopping block, right? Well, when you lose five coaches in one offseason, three coordinators, when you have an, a defensive coordinator make a lateral move out yeah. of the SEC to the Big 12, mm -hmm. right? When you hire an offensive coordinator for six weeks and he's only on campus for like three of them and then he takes a two-week hiatus and informs you that he's moving on. Yeah. He said, uh, yeah. then the, I'm not very comfortable here. Yeah, then those yeah. eyes start to focus in a little bit more. Right. And so we'd been kind of hearing stuff around Auburn, around Brian Harson for the past week or so, and last night it kind of came to a head where there's all kinds of rumors and speculation coming out, all kinds of blue check marks. I do a really good job of covering Auburn football, saying tomorrow might be a bleep storm. Like, it's it's things are going sideways really fast on the planes, and I'm not going to get into the rumor mill stuff. Right. Because there is, like, a, a pretty vicious one that has come out against Brian Harson. I'm not going to get into that because that has not been substantiated whatsoever. Uh, but what I do want to get into right here is I think we're seeing something pretty fascinating happening in sports and I don't know if we're really paying attention to it. We're going to talk about Brian Harson. We're going to talk about the situation at Auburn because this is the biggest storyline in college football right now. But when I was sitting there before the show with BJ, we're sitting there discussing, Hey, what, what do you think is going on with Harson? Like, what could be some of the reasons they're trying to get him out of there? Like, obviously, there's a reason, like, a guy like Bo Nix, who is a legacy, leaves Auburn, right? And so we're sitting there, we're, we're discussing it, and then I start seeing people tweeting out, uh, that, hey, there's an Instagram Live that you guys should get on. And so we go over there, and it's an Instagram Live with Smoke Monday, who is an all-everything safety for Auburn the past four years, getting ready for the draft. Uh, it's got Kobe Hudson on it, who is a big-time Auburn recruit who's now at UCF with Gus Malzahn. Uh, it's got Lee Hunter, uh, very much the same thing. Lee Hunter was a five-star prospect that was going to Auburn is now moving over to UCF. And so I, I click over there. Colby Wooden uh, over there as well. And so we click over there, and it's just these four guys that played at Auburn, played under Harson, sitting there talking. And it is cut through the BS – it is, I don't have to hear through speculations or per, per sources or uh, I'm hearing rumbles. It's four Auburn football players on Instagram Live yeah. talking about their experiences. And I, BJ and I are both kind of struck because 
for the past forever, if the fan wanted to find out information about what is happening inside of their team, specifically in college sports, right? But I'd say this really goes for everything. If the fan wanted to know what was happening inside their team, for the most part, you go to your beat reporter, right? That's literally the only way. And then every now and then radio shows like ours have guys on like, like beat reporters or gals on that are going to talk about this stuff and do a really good job of getting sources inside the schools and getting these facts to come out into the public eye. They just skipped past all of that and just fast forwarded and said, here's what happened. We were on the field every single day and there were a lot of really heavy quotes about Brian Harson. A lot of them surmised saying he doesn't know how to deal with lower, like the kids that come from lower income households. He doesn't, there's just a, there's a disconnect between the way Brian Harson sees the world and the motivation for these kids coming out. There's a disconnect between the two. And that's at the heart of a lot of the issues that they they saw between the players. Upwards of 20 players have left Auburn this past offseason. Yeah. Right. But, and again, we're going to talk about all this. I think it's awesome that right now we're seeing players take control. The, the most powerful thing in media right now is your page. Right, And those four guys who have a pretty big following and people want to hear from them because they watch them every single Saturday and they love them. I mean, Smoke Monday was probably the most loved player on that Auburn football team the past couple years. Mm -hmm. Right, He has a voice, and now he can use it. And I I, I was just kind of struck by that. We've seen some stuff, like the Player Tribune has been out for a while now, and that's more of a writing-based medium. But I know Brandon Marshall and some of those guys are doing some really cool things, but those are more commentary shows. This, to me, is something I really haven't seen before, which is there's a hotbed issue right now. It's yep. trending on Twitter. The college football world is on fire with Brian Harson news, and you're trying to wait for your beat writers to come out with stuff, and these players are just skipping right past that and saying, you want to know what's up? Here's what's up. Yeah. And I, I think that's awesome, and I, I just find it it's kind of revolutionary, and it's just four kids sitting on IG Live. Right. It, it it absolutely is, and I think that's a good, good word for it, revolutionary, and, and just – Having them, like you said, taking kind of control and taking the power and, and us not having to not only wait for the beat reporters, right, but then you sift through speculation, uh, you sift through uh, different things, hearsay, the rumor mill, all this different stuff, and at the end of the day, the real issues could never really come to light. Like, it, it could be little things here and there, but the main thing never is is fully said or fully discovered. It's still just speculation. And you love, I, I don't know, I, I love to see uh, these guys doing exactly what you said and just saying, all right, let's 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 share what we went through, our experiences, and let's be the narrative, right? Like, uh, not let <clears throat> anything else, not let anybody else control this narrative that, that's out there. We're just going to tell the truth and, and tell, you know, what kind of what we've been through, what our experiences are, and what our relationship is. And that's obviously huge. You talk about one of those things, being able to relate to your players, being able to get through to your players and communicate them in a, in a good and, and healthy way. That's one of the biggest things in college football. I mean, it's not all just X's and O's and, and trying, to get, trying to get your peak performance out there on the football field. It's also, well, what do we say all the time, especially like with high school football coaches, it's about 
getting them through high school, building them, and then getting the notice on them as well to be able to help them get recruited and, of course, go out and win football games also. But really, you're, you're building a man, right? Like you're, you're getting them prepared for the next step. Same thing with college football. It's just in, in a different venue and a different situation. And that needs to be one of the forefront, one of the first things that, that's on your list as a football coach. And the fact that there is that disconnect is huge. It's, it's, it's monumental. Yeah. And that, that disconnect can't be there. How, how many different times do we hear from players? I know you're supposed to, you know, there, there's different criteria for everybody, right, when you're picking a college. Do you pick the college? Do you pick the coach? Do you pick the program? Do you pick the play style? The, there's all these, these different mm-hmm. right ways to do things, right? But we do hear from, from, from players all the time. I really related to that coach well. I really think he can get me to the next step. I really think he's he's looking out for me. And, and if that's not there for multiple players on your team, that's obviously a huge problem. Well, I want to come back to this, but uh, you're kind of leading me into the Harson thing here. Um, again, this last night, it was the rumblings and the speculations. And again, there was that. there's a fairly distinct rumor out there. I'll let you determine uh, what that is. But again, it's just it's speculation at this point, so I'm not going to give it too much time on here. Uh, but Lee Hunter was a player committed to Auburn. Uh, he has since moved on from the program, and he put out on his Instagram story, he said, Auburn is a special place and always will be. I'm still in true Auburn-made men, but War Eagle forever. I always loved Auburn since I was a kid. To my old teammates, I love you and learned a lot from you guys. Be great no matter what. The reason I chose to leave Auburn was because we got treated like we wasn't good enough and like dogs. And then Smoke Monday, who again, probably the most name recognition-wise, probably the most popular player on that team, right? right? Responds in his Instagram story to that, love Auburn (laughs) to death, but this is real and true, and I was at Auburn for four years, and it never felt like how it felt this past season. Auburn will forever be my second home, but in order for guys to succeed, this has to change. Harson is a hell of a coach that wants to win, but okay. And literally in the sentence, it says Harson wants to win, but as I think he meant to say as, but as a person, he truly don't understand kids that come from nothing. Kids that come from the hood. Like he truly don't understand that as kids, we try our best to outgrow where we came from, but we need people that didn't grow up the way we grew up to help us along the way, and that was something Harson didn't do. And again, in that IG live feed that we, we watched for about 20 minutes, that was repeated over and over and over again. And I thought it was fascinating because these guys were talking about the mindset. Smoke Monday was talking about the mindset. He said, when I step on the field, I want to kill you. Like that was a, a quote. He said, I want to kill you because of what they came from and how hard they're fighting for it, right? These guys come from low-income households uh, in terms of Smoke Monday when he was telling his story, and this is an opportunity for him. This isn't a 20-year job. This is a three-, four-year window for him. And so they said multiple times, when I stepped on the field, I want to kill you. And, like, that's the kind of mindset. I thought it was funny because a couple of guys said on there as well on the IG live feed, they said, he came from Boise State. This is the SEC, big dog. It's just it's just a little bit different mindset, yeah. right? Just the competition level. But I do want to read some of these quotes uh, from that story or from the IG live feed, right? So these, these guys are sitting there talking and giving point after point after point. Smoke Monday says, if y'all can give me a real reason for why Derek Mason left, I'll be on your side. 
<laughs> for the people saying that there's there's nothing wrong with Brian Harson and, yeah. and this is all being blown out of proportion. He said, if y'all can give me a reason why Derek Mason left, I'll be on your side. And then Lee Hunter responded with, every single coach left Auburn for a reason. Yeah. So they're saying something without saying something. Right, right. Like there's obviously something going on behind the scenes. And then Smoke Monday goes on to say, since Brian Harson got hired, he never had one conversation with my mom or dad. He probably didn't even know their name. As a coach, how can you explain that? Yeah. So these guys are painting a pretty damning picture. And to be fair, they go both ways with it. Uh, Kobe Hudson said, when Harson learns how to relate to people, he'll be the next Nick Saban, which that's a hell of a statement. And then Smoke Monday says he's a great coach. It's just the people stuff. Yeah. Right. So, as you said, there's there's two uh, very big, very different things there. Of uh, once you get on the sideline, that it's you know perfectly fine, X's and O's wise, great. But being a head coach of a football team and football program is is a total package type of deal. Well, I think even more so now, right? Like <clears throat> yeah, uh, four or five years ago, it's there's no NIL, there's no transfer portal. If you want to leave. A lot of times, if you want to leave and go to the same conference, I have to grant you a waiver right. to do that. But if you want to leave, regardless, you're going to have to sit out for a year, mm-hmm. right? And you can't earn any money off of us, and you can't go out into the public and be paid to give interviews about this stuff. The The power dynamic has completely shifted inside of college football, and the coaches that are going to succeed are the ones who realize that. Yeah. And again, this is this is coming from a player's perspective. And so, and we're going to get to Brian Harson's comments here in a little bit because he did an exclusive interview. I want to say Brian Harson's having a rough vacation because Brian Harson is, is on vacation right now. <laughs> and last night, late, 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 late last night, he got on ESPN.com uh, and and was kind enough to give them some comments. And so you kind of we're going to give you the Brian Harson perspective here in a little bit, but I want to finish these off. Uh, Colby Wooden said, and again, this is on Instagram Live, all I'm going to say is Mr. Auburn Bo left for a reason. Like Bo Nix's entire family graduated from Auburn. Yeah. Right? He's a Nix at Auburn, and he left. Right? And then Kobe Hudson said of Brian Harson, he's a dictator, bro. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's strong words. Strong words for sure. Well, and see, like and, I think people think Nick Saban are like, oh, Nick Saban's a dictator. I don't think that's true. Right. I think Nick Saban, Saban is a CEO. I think he talks to these players, and he says there is a mutual understanding that you come here, you follow my set guidelines. Mm -hmm. This is Alabama. We're a factory. We're going to put you where you need to go. Right. But, yeah, like, it's it's, there's an interesting dynamic there, but he's also shown that when changes happen in college football, like the power dynamic, like Like with the transfer portal, he warned warned everybody about it. Like, heck, even down to the X's and O's, like offenses and defenses changing uh, over the course of the 2000s and 2010s. Who was at the forefront of all of that? Well, maybe not forefront, but who was reactive to all of that in a way that still won him championships? Nick Saban. So, like, like you said, uh, a CEO and a great one at that, not only at the football side of things, but also with this transfer portal dynamic, with this power dynamic that you're talking about and, and everything like that. Like yeah. You have to be able to shift and evolve with those things. And it sounds like, I, I think you, you said it best right there, it sounds like Ryan Harson is still trying to coach like it's, it's five, ten years ago. And listen, I'm I'm the head coach. This, this is the end of the day. Like th- this is this is what's going on, and we're just not there anymore. Like the power is literally in that Instagram live video. 
Like yeah. The power we're talking about is from that Instagram live video, which is that used to be it takes somebody leaking something for something like this to come out. These dudes are just four dudes just sitting out there saying it. But I will say this before we have to go to break here. The one, the other side that's coming out from the players is you're seeing a lot of active players on Auburn's roster come out and defend Harson. And I'm not saying what they're saying isn't true. I'm saying they're in a very unfair situation they, yeah. because they are active players. He is still the head football coach exactly. at Auburn. What do you want them to say? Yeah. Because there's a back and forth going on right now where like Lee Hunter, uh, who again is one of the players that has moved on from Auburn, is retweeting some of these guys saying, come on, bro, you know what you're saying isn't real. And these guys are coming saying, oh, Coach Harson wants the best for us. Uh, I wouldn't rather be behind anyone else besides Coach Harson. What do you want these kids to say? Yeah. Like they're they're still at Auburn and they're still trying their best to reach the future that they want. It's it's a it's a really tough situation you put them in because if Brian yeah. Harson doesn't get fired and you're out here tweeting about it, that's a real awkward situation to be in as a 19 year old. And let's be honest too, like they they are. Yeah, I completely agree in an uncomfortable and and you know unfair situation possibly with with that. But let's not also like th- this is life, right? Everyone has different experiences and and it's it's relative, right? So like those guys could very much like two things can be true at the same time, right? Like, those guys can very much believe in what they're saying because they have had a different experience with said head coach than the guys that are coming out and have moved on and obviously had an issue with how things were done. So, like, that's another big side of this whole thing is, like, everyone's experiences can be different and they can be in different situations at the same time. And, of course, yes, you you put on that stipulation as well as, we're not we don't we don't maybe like have the freedom that you have right now. We can't come out and say these things even if we do think they're true because then what happens to us on this football team? So Right. That like you said, that's a very uncomfortable and, and maybe unfair situation. Then again, at the same time, uh you know, people different experience different things in in different ways and even experience people in in different ways. So, uh it's it's very very fluid and a very interesting situation nonetheless. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get we're going to, get to the Brian Harson quotes because uh, again, he sat down with ESPN.com to address some of this stuff. So we're going to, we're going to get Brian Harson side when we come back, but uh things at least football wise, basketball wise out there at Auburn pretty dang good. Things are going you swell. Just look, it's just like just look over there. Don't look <laughs> over there. You look over don't. Yeah. No, no don't. see see Bruce Pearl doing yeah, the stance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at just, that. Yeah, Bruce, look at Bruce <laughs> doing the crane kick. Don't look back there. We'll come back. We'll get Brian Harson's <laughs> quotes next right here on Second Down. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko. Hey, just walking into the weekend. You think we're? Do you think we're walking into a Auburn Friday news dump here? Uh probably. I mean, it's already started, right? Like, uh, this is probably going to be an, an Auburn controlled type of weekend. We'll come back, recap it on Monday. Oh, you think they want to sit there and eat this for the entire weekend and just let it stew? I think it really could. Like, damn. Because I mean, I think just just that's a way. Like you, you, you gotta you gotta milk it for all it's worth, right? Just I don't. Kinda, but see, like like the media, the media can milk it for all that's it's worth. But saying, I don't think yeah. Auburn wants to let it milk it. Oh for God, all it's no! Worth. Of course they they want right. this out of out of. So do you like wait until like five forty five? You're like, oh, by the way, boop boop boop. He's, he's gone. Out. That's it. Maybe you wait till like Sunday morning. You try no, and no. hope that there's a reason they call it the Friday news dump because nobody pays attention on the weekends, and so like the the but, different the different the different mind. Or I should say nobody pays attention right before the weekend, right? 
everybody's just focused on getting to the weekend. But you do it like on a Sunday when everybody's sitting on the couch, then everybody just gets to sit there and get and scream at you on a Sunday. Uh, you, do it, you do it on a Friday when nobody's paying attention. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, that's that. difficult. That's difficult. How many because times I'm don't thinking you know? Why I say it like Sunday morning, there's like everyone just kind of waking up, whatever. They see it and they're like, oh, man, he got fired. And they just kind of go on about his day, their day and whatever. Sure, you'll have some of the people that can simmer and whatnot. But also, I kind of think maybe if you wait till like Sunday morning, you get that. Because, listen, we're in just every news story is blowing up. There's always a notification on your phone about something new that's happening, right? So maybe you have a little bit of like Auburn fatigue throughout the weekend where like this is blowing up today. And then all day Saturday, people go out, you now they talk about it, whatever. But then by like Saturday evening, people are starting to kind of get sick of it. Maybe something else blows up and brings people's attention away from it. And then Sunday morning, you wake up to that notification. And you're like, oh, yeah, I figured that would happen. I don't want to talk about Auburn anymore. Let's talk about this at, at Sunday lunch. All right, so let's let's give the Brian so, Harsh uh, uh, side of it. All maybe. right. So Brian Harsh sat down with ESP and he said, quote, I am the Auburn coach and that's how I'm operating every day. I want this thing to work, and I've told our players and told everyone else there is no plan B. I'm not planning on going anywhere. This was and is the job. That's why I left the one I was in, to come here and make this place a championship program and leave it better than I found it. Uh, Then he goes on to say, I'm trying to find the exact quote. Oh, any attack on my character is BS. None of that is who I am. Now, I think that can be in reference to a lot of things. Because yeah. there's been a lot of question marks around his character put out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many of them fair. And I'll say this. When the players, i.e. Smoke Monday and Lee Hunter and, and Wooten and those guys were talking, they weren't, I don't think they were attacking his character. Right. I think they were attacking his coaching style. Right. More so than anything. Well, I guess I should take that back. Because Lee Hunter said he treated him like a dog. So if, if you treat somebody like a dog, that is an attack on character. Probably a bad character move, yeah. Right. But a lot of the players just saying it's his lack of relationships with the players that's really kind of put them off of him. Yeah. Right? So, and uh, to be fair, it was his first year last year, and there's always going to be some hurt feelings, some guys who like the previous regime, right, and, and are always going to love that coach because typically that's the coach who recruited them to come there. And then you add on top of that the fact that they get a free transfer out when you get there. If they don't like how yeah. it is, boom, end of the year, they're out. But I just – here's, I guess, my main question, PJ, is you've consumed all of this. And, again, I want to take the 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 rumor floating out around there. Just take that completely out of it. Yeah, no, forget about it. You've seen all of this. And to me, what it looks like is there's enough boosters at Auburn who don't like him that they've started to apply pressure – yeah, And so when you start to look real close, you can start saying, okay, he doesn't have relationships. The players are saying he doesn't relate well to kids who come from tough backgrounds, right? You can really start digging into that. Why have we lost five coaches, three coordinators in one offseason, right? Why are these? Why did Bo Nix leave Auburn, right? They can really start looking into it. And in my opinion, when there's this much smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Smoke Monday, sorry. Uh, when, there's this okay. much, when, there's, when there's this much smoke, there's fire. Yeah. And... To me, this looks a whole lot like if we want to fire him without cause, we have to pay him $18 million. Right. And if we can find a for cause, then we can just fire him. Yeah. And, and I, I just, I don't know. 
maybe I mean, if Brian Harson survives this, dude, dude's apparently bulletproof to a certain extent. But how long is surviving it? Like it? it no, it, I think I think if you survive this and you're still the head coach at Auburn next year, I think you have enough support from people inside the program and inside the boosters that your job's probably safe. Like if they're willing, if, you, to, if they're willing to battle for you right now with as bad as this looks, and he's still the coach, I think he's probably going to be pretty solid. I don't know, man. I think if you go out there and you go five and seven next year, that that those then maybe those a, same guys that were supporting you are all of a sudden saying, "Yeah, get out of here." Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like. Right. I, I think there's, yeah, maybe this puts them on the edge and almost ready to to pull that plug in and make that decision. Uh, but the possible success on the football field is keeping them around, and then boom, it's not happening. All right, get out. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, I think that's a a, a possibility. Uh, but I mean, no, I, I would. I would agree with that. That that certainly, yeah. If there is if there is smoke, there is fire, and um, it, it certainly seems like this is a ton, and this is there's a lot of support to get him out of there from from a lot of different important people. And I mean, just looking at at the coaching staff and what's happened with that. Do we know it? Do we even know what that looks like? Like exactly, it will. Rot. Who knows if it's done or not yet, right? I mean, now you still have to go out and, and be able to find replacements for all those guys you lost and the guys that you thought you had replacements for. Um, so, yeah, that, just that situation alone is enough to make you scratch your head and rethink your decision and, and rethink, do we want this guy as our head coach? And then now you have all of this coming out from, from the players and, and things like that. So, yeah, uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's very... Very much of a, of a chance he, he does not survive this, but if he does, then I wouldn't be surprised if you see a bad year next year, anything under like nine and three, he's gone then. Yeah. So, and I, I'm like, I'm not here trying to call shots for anybody's jobs or anything like that, but like you said, it's just when there's smoke, there's fire. And if all these things are true, I mean, well, what do you want? Also, can I say that like the first. PJ, you can say anything you want. Let's. Let's be real. Like the first ninety percent of those comments are just to me. You were reading them off, and I'm just like, none of that has anything to do with this. Like I'm the guy at Auburn, and as long as I'm the guy at Auburn, I'm gonna be the guy. Like okay, yeah, oh great, you're a coach. We get that. Like you're just trying to fill. That's not defending yourself at all. Yeah, I just the last ten percent. I, I, I just wrote an article. I, got, but, I just wrote an article like two weeks ago where I was talking to a coach, and he said, "I'm the coach here right now." And literally two days later, he was gone. So it was like factually true, <laughs> right? I'm the coach here right now. All right, I guess that's that's factually correct. All right, PJ, we got to do a little bit of business here. Uh, Valentine's Day is coming up, PJ. Oh, I can't wait. We're both single as a Pringle. Absolutely. But if <laughs> if we were in healthy relationships, mm-hmm. then. What we're talking about right here would be probably pretty significant to us. Yeah, fantastic. So all you out there, listen And I'm I'm kind of mad that we can't win it because you and I could just spend the time together and it would be just a great brocation. That would be a fun time. But we can't. There's company policies. We can't win these. But if you want to be the hero this Valentine's Day and make your significant other's Valentine's Day just that much more special or if you're looking around saying, dang, I have no idea what I'm going to get them. (laughs) What even is a good gift? We got you covered. All you got to do is call in 912-342-7184, 912-342-7184 to register to win. Bear with me here. 
a trip to the Milan Day Spa in Savannah. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that thing? Oh, it's incredible. Nice. Yeah. Holy nice. cow. So you get highly valued trip to the Milan Day Spa in Savannah and a two-night stay at the Weston on Jekyll Island. There you go. All you got to do to enter, call in 912-342-7184. Take your name down, get you registered, and we're going to be picking some finalists uh, here as we get towards Valentine's Day, and we'll be drawing those names next week. But, I mean, we're saving you a lot of trouble. At that point, all you have to do is pick up the flowers, right? That's it. That's it. Pick up the flowers. Maybe, you should, maybe, maybe. we should not be offering advice. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. Like, pick up the flowers, maybe something sweet, and then bada-boom, bada-bing. Like, you, we, we got you covered, man. You hit them with the bada-boom, bada-bing? <laughs> you don't hit them with the bada-boom, bada-bing. But, like, I'm saying, like, good job's done, you know? And then you go and have a great time. Because I'm sure, like, I'm, I mean, who's going to pass that up and say that's not a good time? I don't know. Maybe. I will give preferential treatment to anybody who calls up here and registers for this thing. And when I say preferential treatment, I'm going to be the one responsible for drawing the names here that we have the finalists. Preferential treatment goes out to anyone who calls up here and tells us how you met your significant other. There you go. Because we're about love here on second down. Yeah, we're taking notes too. Yeah, like, please help us. <laughs> where, where do you find these yeah, things? How do, you, how, how do you do that? <laughs> what is this? Damn it, this just got sad. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. Uh, we'll talk about the Jaguars. Like, they're good with relationships, and they they, they they went out and found themselves a man. So we'll talk about the Jags. They're we'll trying. come back next right here on Second Down. <laughs> Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Two different locations in Savannah to take care of all of your uniform needs. PJ, we had, we had two fellas call to get registered for our Valentine's Day giveaway again. Incredible. A trip to the Milan Day Spa and a two-night stay at the Weston on Jekyll Island. All you have to do is call in to register. And so, listen, you might want to go ahead and get on this list. That's what I'm saying, because it seems like these guys, right, or, or these contestants, they not only want to be winners of the contest, they want to be winners in their relationship, you, too. No, you know what I think, PJ? I think I think they care more. It's probably it. They just care more. It's probably it. You want to prove that? Obviously, on Valentine's Day. I hope there's somebody sitting in the car right now with their significant other, (laughs) and and they're looking at you. And they're looking like, why 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 are you making the call? And 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 you're like, babe, it's hands free. I can't. No, you know what's happening now. You know what happens in that conversation? I hope it's like pinpoint right now. Like you look over and they're like, why are you going to call? Why are you going to call? And then the guy sitting there driving, and he's like, oh, but don't worry about it. I already got it figured out. You know, if I if I wouldn't have made the plans already. Then if I if, uh, I, if, if I didn't like, like you babe, take we're that gonna route, be, we're gonna be so busy. Yeah. Here's why that doesn't work. Because he's sitting there and he's saying that, but you know what's happening in the back of his mind? He's like, I really no, no, gotta no. get Here's this figured out. Here's why that doesn't work. If you're sitting in the car and saying, "I already got plans on Valentine's Day. I don't need this." You don't have to use these on Valentine's Day. Ooh, there, okay. you don't have to use these on Valentine's Day. You don't. They're have just to. a gift, right? A, a certificate to go to the Milan Day Spa in Savannah, and then as a couple, two nights stay at the Weston on Jekyll Island. You just gave them more firepower than yeah. yeah you got to call in. So yeah, you, you, you know, I'm talking to you. You know who you're talking. Nine one two three four two seven one eight four. All you have to do is call to register. Or we're gonna be picking a winner next week. That's all you gotta do. Take thirty seconds out of your day. You could be a hero coming up next week. Uh, the Jaguars finally have their man, PJ. Yeah. And there we go. Yeah, see, see phone lines lighting up. <laughs> there we go. Folks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Doug Peterson, uh, he's the new head coach. And what's funny about this is Doug Peterson was supposed to be the guy at the beginning. He was the first guy that they interviewed, right? And then they go 39 days mm-hmm. of just the worst way of handling a head coach process of all time, right? Yeah. Yep. And then eventually you come back to the guy you were going to be with at the beginning. So <laughs> number one, does that make Doug Peterson Thanos? To a certain extent, yes. And number yeah. two, what do you think of the hire? Um, number one, it's it's funny that we just talked about the Jags going through all that in the past like month and a half, um, because this close to Valentine's Day, because that sounds like a, a really really bad way to handle a relationship. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, He's like, you'll do. Yeah, it's just like okay, I found you first, and then oh, let me try these things over here. Oh wait, well no. Never mind. I screwed all this other stuff up, so yeah. I guess you're okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, Doug Peterson, I mean, I, I don't have anything insanely poor to say about Doug Peterson, right? He went. I and, see. I really and, like it. Right? I, like, he went, won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. Like, I don't think, he, like, I don't no, look at his he time. He didn't win and he go win a Super Bowl with the Eagles. He went and won with half of Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. And yeah. beat Tom Brady. Listen, Nick Foles is better than people think, okay? Nick Foles is underrated, and the one time... Is he, he underrated? The one time he got a shot in the playoffs, he went and won the Super Bowl. Okay, okay? He, so he's got a lot of I'm shots saying. in the regular season, and he kind of sucks. Well, and, and not really, right? He he got... The, all right. The PJ, first he caught time, fire in one postseason. Nah, he's not man, a great quarterback. The first Come time on, around, man. The first time around with the Eagles, all right, I think he went... He, he threw, what, 27 touchdowns, three interceptions that year, or something like that. It was crazy. And then he went off, didn't get a real opportunity. Who was that, with, with the Rams, or was he first with the Rams? I don't know. Either way, like he, he goes off and, and you know doesn't have great opportunities anywhere else, comes back to the Eagles, wins a Super Bowl, goes down to the Jags, is playing really well, gets hurt, and then when he comes back, it was already Gardner Minshew's team. So it's like he's trying to fit a, a square peg into a round hole, and I think everyone around the community and the football team realized, like, Listen, man, we, we like you, you're all right, but Gardner Minshew's our guy. So, like, I don't know if he's gotten any great opportunities other than those couple years with the Eagles. He's in Kansas City in 2016, Philadelphia for two years. He was the Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback for a little while. Uh, then he's been in Chicago for the past couple of years. He's actually in Philly for two different stints there, and he was in St. Louis. But came Nick, in, came why in are we end, talking about Nick Came Cole? in at the end of the year, won a game for the Bears with that roster? We're supposed to talk about Doug Peterson. I... I think one. I think everything that we say, everything that I'm saying well about Nick Foles should have a a good reflection on Doug Peterson. So I kind of am. Well, I think the most important relationship we've been talking about relationships a lot today. I think the most important relationship is the one between the head coach and Trevor Lawrence because that is your franchise. Absolutely. Unless Nick Foles shows up. But I think they brought in a guy who is (laughs) he's an NFL pro. Yeah. Right. Like. Doug Peterson knows how to coach teams in the NFL. Dude won a damn Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. He he knows how to coach a winning team inside the NFL. There's not going to be any of this BS about trying to reinvent the wheel like Urban Meyer was trying to do. There's not going to be these just utterly stupid decision-making processes. There's a lot of different wheels he was trying to reinvent. Thank you. Yeah, and Doug Peterson, is he's just a damn good coach. Is he a splashy hire? Probably not. But, I mean, anytime someone says, yeah, I'm bringing in a Super Bowl winning coach to be your head coach, for a team who's been historically terrible, I think Doug Peters is a really good hire, yeah. but I also think it's a calming presence. Because mm-hmm. think about what Trevor Lawrence landed in. Like <laughs> you're, the, you're usually the number one overall pick for a reason. It's not because your team's good. 
Yep. Right. So he landed in that plus bringing in Urban Meyer, who had never been an NFL head coach before. That lasted about half a season before he was grinding on girls in an Ohio bar. Right. So it's just it's and kicking again, kickers. Once again, talk about relationships. <laughs> uh, it's it's been a tough start for Trevor Lawrence. So I say you just throw this year away. Now you've got him an NFL pro, a dude who knows how to work with quarterbacks. And I think Doug Peterson's vibe, right? Blue jeans, Bud Lights, just kind of hanging out on the floats after he won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Kind of a weird couple years with the Eagles after that, but for the most part, really good head football coach. I, I, is it Byron Leftwich splashy? No. Did the Jacksonville Jaguars completely mishandle this? Yes. Does the fact that Balky's still there scare the crap out of me? 1,000%. Yeah. But Doug Peterson is a pro, and I think this is a good hire for the Jags. Yeah. No, I think it's solid, too. But, I mean, I think you said it there at the end. Is it a big splash? Is it huge and revolutionary? No, probably not. But you have a guy who has gone out there and and done it. And let's be real. Like you mentioned the last few years with the Eagles being – kind of weird and unsure. I mean, look at what he was dealing with. Everything about that team was wacky and odd After with the whole Carson Wentz saga of him always being in or out or who knows. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. Imagine being a head coach and having to deal with that 24-7. Yeah. It was always a question. Uh, so now you come in, you have a sure thing there with Trevor Lawrence, and you have something to build on as well. Let's let's see. that I'm I'm fine with it not being a huge, splashy hire as long as he comes in and, and does a good, solid job with it. So, well, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll also see, I think, what kind, really what kind of a coach Doug Peterson is because uh, I, I, th- I don't think he inherited an, an embarrassment of riches when he went to the Eagles, but it's going to take some uh, work. Excuse me. You got Brandon Graham right. on that line. No, for Next sure. Fletcher Cox. But, I mean, they also, I mean, through his years, they also drafted very well yeah. and, and gave him some some very good pieces. So let's see if they can do the same thing in Jacksonville. Actually, more more of a job, obviously, in Jacksonville than than what he would have to do with the Eagles. And uh, let, let's see what kind of coach he is. Okay, we got to take Can't a quick. Wait. We got to take a quick break here, but again, I think it's, I think it's a good hire. We'll come back. We'll wrap up this edition of Second Down. Get you ready for three and out. Big show. Guys gonna be covering the Brian Hartson stuff. Brian Flores talk, uh, and then diving in to the Doug Peterson hire uh, with them as well. All that coming up on 3 and Out. We'll come back. We'll tell you what is coming up on 3 and Out. Who's coming up? Because we got some pretty dang good guests. We'll dive into go. it next right here on Second Down. Why does Kevin hate love? <laughs> Despises it. We had a gentleman <laughs> call in Goodness gracious. to register for the Valentine's Day giveaway, which again, 912-342-7184 to register. All you have to do is call in. We'll take your name down. We're picking some finalists next week. And you get a trip to the Milan Day Spa and a trip to the Weston on Jekyll Island. All oh, you got to yeah. do is call in to register. But we had a gentleman call in last segment. and Kevin took the call. And apparently, I had said, if you call in and you give us your love story, you will get preferential treatment from me. Because I am the one doing the drawings. And Kevin was like, yeah, he was telling me his love story. I'm like, no, Kevin. What are you doing? Bring him on the air and you share that with the world. <laughs> you know what he said, too? You know what he said? We're like, why didn't you bring me? He said, well, you guys were talking about stuff. Well, like, we literally always talk about stuff. It's a, it's a talk radio that's show. That's what we do here. That's <laughs> that's the point of the Kevin show. Kevin hates love. And you know what? If you bring that in, guess what? Then we could talk about that. That's what? When are we not talking about something while the show is on? I don't know. <laughs> Jeez. Apparently, BJ and Kevin got something figured out, though. I don't know what, because, like, uh, I'm not going to. I feel like we're overthinking it, because, like, both of them. Oh, I overthink everything. Like, both of them. Yeah. It's just kind of the way they are. They're like, meh. Right. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. It's like, I don't, they, 
They got to figure it out, but I don't, I don't know how because it's just like, yeah, well, I have a wife. Well, I got some kids. It's fine. Sometimes I complain about them. Like I said, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin has had game twice in his life. <laughs> so is BJ. So. They both have. Yeah, so yeah is BJ. Exactly. So, you know. Good for, good for them, man. Good for them. We'll see. We will. Speaking of, we'll see. Three and outs <laughs> coming up next. I'm excited because we're going to catch up with Josh Pate, uh, host of the Late Kick uh, on 247 with Josh Pate. Uh, really excited to talk to him because he's going to explain to us what the hell is happening at Auburn. That's coming up at 420. But right at the top of the hour from First Coast News, we're going to be joined by Chris Porter to talk about the Jags hire of one Doug Peterson. So that's coming up next right here on ESPN Radio. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Hope you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday.